Welcome to First 15, and thanks for giving the first 15 minutes of your day to God and learning to listen to Him in a personal way. I'm Ron, and I'll be your guide on this journey. We're all followers here. We're learning to listen to God's Word, and then we meditate on it before we respond to Him in prayer. If you're new to our podcast, subscribe to our channel. You can follow this on any of your podcast providers. You can also watch it on YouTube. Today, I have a question for you. What do you have to do to go to heaven? Do you know what the Bible says in answer to that question? Jesus is asked what good thing will gain a person eternal life. That's the question we're asking today in Matthew 19 on verse 15. On this podcast, we're learning to take the truth from God's Word that we pay attention to in these first few minutes of the day and apply them beyond these first 15 minutes into the rest of our lives. We have a four-step process that we detail back in session one of season two on Matthew 1. You can go listen to that on our podcast or you can watch it on YouTube. You can also get a sheet that details it at podcast.wordofprayer.com. In Matthew 19, Jesus is interrupted by people bringing young children, even babies, to him to be blessed. And Jesus welcomes them. He is someone that people want to have their kids around. That says something about him as a person. The disciples just want to get these uh, pesky parents and these uh, children out of the way. But Jesus welcomes them. Today's episode that we're going to focus on from Matthew 19 takes up right after that. And it has to do with a young man who comes up to Jesus and asks him the question that I mentioned just a minute ago. He asks him, what do I have to do to inherit eternal life? So let's listen now to Matthew 19 verses 16 through 30. Someone came to Jesus with this question. Teacher, What good deed must I do to have eternal life? Why ask me what is good? Jesus replied, There is only one who is good. But to answer your question, if you want to receive eternal life, keep the commandments. Which ones? the man asked. And Jesus replied, You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your father and mother. Love your neighbor as yourself. I've obeyed all these commandments, the young man replied. What else must I do? Jesus told him, If you want to be perfect, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But when the young man heard this, He went away sad, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you the truth, it is very hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. I'll say it again. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were astounded. Then who in the world can be saved? They asked. Jesus looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, it is impossible, but with God, everything is possible. Then Peter said to him, We've given up everything to follow you. What will we get 
Jesus replied, I assure you that when the world is made new and the Son of Man sits upon his glorious throne, you who have been my followers will also sit on twelve thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or property for my sake will receive a hundred times as much in return and will inherit eternal life. But many who are the greatest now will be the least important then. And those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. On the journey, a question comes from a young man. Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? And Jesus doesn't answer directly. Instead, he challenges the assumptions that lie behind the question. There is one who is good. If you want to enter life, obey the commandments. Which ones? There are many commandments in the Old Testament law, more than 600. And the rabbis disagree about which ones are the most important. But Jesus repeats the most important ones. He gives us five of the ten commandments. The young man replies, I've done that and handled all those. So, you know, I'm obedient to the law. What else do I have to do? Obviously, he's not missing obedience. Could it be what's missing is obedience from the heart? Jesus commands the rich man to break off from his self-sufficiency, to sell his possessions, and then to cling to a new master, to come follow Jesus. But the rich young man went away sad, unwilling to break off and release his riches, uncommitted to following Jesus. That's hard. Jesus says it's hard, and the disciples can see it too even through their astonishment and shock. It is so challenging. It challenges their cherished notions, which say that the rich are the ones blessed by God, and the poor are the God-forsaken. If the rich are missing it, there's no hope for the poor either, in the disciples' view. Who then can be saved, they ask. They sound almost exasperated or desperate. With man and his means, it's impossible to find salvation on our own. With man's mind and limits, it cannot be done. It is not beyond God, though. It is not impossible for him. Peter weighs in at this point. You told the young man to sell his possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Well, we've left all to follow you. What about us? What treasure will there be for us? plenty, more than you can imagine or think to ask for. Jesus tells him, follow me. There is rich reward. Don't stumble on who is first and his last. That's going to mess you up. Let's pray together. Oh Lord, my prayer is that you will give me a heart that loves you first and last, and that holds on to things, property, possessions, even dearly loved relationships, lightly compared to the relationship with you. I worship you. I renounce the idols, the unreal gods and the possessions 
that hold on to me and get in the way of following after you. Dispel my wrong ideas about who is in and who is out, about the rich and the poor and who's saved and who's lost. We are all lost without you, and I need your forgiveness. Otherwise, it is impossible. You are the treasure. Life is in you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Are there any of God's commandments that call for obedience in your life right now? Things that you know you should be doing, but for whatever reason, you're not. That's the place to start. Begin with obeying God's clear direction, his commandments to you. Start with the one that comes to your mind first. Put that into practice. If there are any others, take those in turn. However, if you are racking your brains and you know God's word well, and you can't think of anything where you're missing obedience, then I'm going to give you the other directive that Jesus gave. How about giving up something that has hold of your heart? Make a sacrifice and give it joyfully to God today. Give it away and dedicate it to God's use. Today's episode is brought to you by book four of Journey with Jesus, Praying Your Way Through Matthew's Gospel. You can find it on Amazon or we have a link to it in the show notes. Thanks for listening to our podcast. I hope it's been a blessing to you today. Keep listening to God speaking his word into your life.